This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Philip Crooks via Facebook has the question time new ball today. Hachi and Damo, there appears to have been an explosion in a podcast factory. There are newbies popping up everywhere. How will this impact the genre, positively or negatively? There is a, there is a lot of podcasts I've out there. I've never like it. Yeah. yeah. It's an explosion. Well, I, a- I, I thought we were late to the table when we started this eight years ago, nine yep. years ago. And, and you... Th- you weren't even sure about it, but I thought we were late to the piece. But now it, it's it's uh, it's hardly scratching the surface now as to where it's going to get to. As in people doing podcasts on footy and everything. Everyone's entitled to be heard, Phil. And that, that's the great thing about podcasts is there's low or no barrier to entry. So everyone's entitled to a view. I get asked a lot by people how to make uh, a podcast work or how to work it out financially or how to grow an audience. And I say we haven't yet solved that ourselves eight years and nine episodes in. But in all seriousness, I think it's great. Uh, choice is everything in life, and if you can find your areas of passion. Uh, one thing I would say to people is a lot of people think their passion is too narrow to make a podcast. I actually think the opposite. If, you're, if you've got something that you're really interested in that, I don't know, it could be mufflers or it could be yeah. flowers or it could be whatever, whatever the topic is. No, I agree. The passion side of it whatever is a good starting about, point. You'll find yeah. people, other people who are passionate about that, and then, you, then you, you create what I would say is a zero-wastage audience where – you might only have 500 people on your muffler podcast, but they are 500 people interested They're in mufflers. Invested. And that is a product that you can leverage back into the muffler industry, probably. Yep. Uh, Mark Heenan on email, Hutchie. Someone could muffle you once in the top of the <laughs> Mark Heenan on email. Why is the AFL-branded podcast AFL Daily promoting gambling agency Sportsbet at the start of each AFL Daily podcast's when all the AFL employees are now subject to a stringent new set of rules and regulations regarding wagering after the league updated its gambling policy within the new 2023 season, it seems double standards. Thoughts? Why practice these strict new measures and promote and accept money from a gambling agency? It's a great question, Mark. Fantastic question. And to answer it, the Chief Football Hachi, as I said, and, and I, I personally took a an arrangement last year with the company in question, if you recall, which seemed to have World War III about it. The day that these issues and these companies become illegal, Hutchie, I will listen. The day that sports betting goes down the path of the tobacco you've, industry, you've, you've it's just, an issue. You've just changed. Like, answer the question. The question is- What's the question? Is it double standards to be running the an ad on AFL Daily when the staff themselves can't even have, go in a tipping competition? No, there's a, there's a as we learned, Hutchie, there was a- a small set of staff that can't go to it. I, I can go to a tipping competition, and I've sought clarity on that. And, can you? and absolutely, absolutely, I can. I can tip. I can tip on AFL. Not the, what my tips, by the way. I'm not a very good football game tipster. But yes, absolutely, I can. Yep. And 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 you and, can understand and, the perception I, of double standards, couldn't you? No, I can't. What what what's the double standards? Well, to Mark's to point, Mark asked the question of why there's gambling ads. When do, do you think there's double standards? Your, your entire organisation is is propped up, well, and, and I don't say that. Critically, Hutchie, without the gambling dollar coming into your station, you don't have a business. That's, that's entirely incorrect. And you can look at it, our public um, oh, okay. stories a, on Okay, a lot of the money that comes in there. Let's go with a lot of the money then. It's entirely let's... incorrect. It is one of our cat- revenue categories, but it's not nearly as dependent. Our business isn't dependent upon it. But let me answer it this way. The AFL are driving hard into this area of um, – they're very wary on gambling, but – but being paid at the same time. It's, a, it's an awkward conversation for them to be in. Mark makes a good point. I think the, the uh, 
the tipping is a bridge too far on staff. I don't. It was only the football department yeah. and, and even some people within it. I think. Yeah, well, and again, I, I, I don't I want to give that story. I think it was. Credence. I think it was, it was a, overkill. Personally, it was with the football department. I, think Mark, I can understand that. I understand your view. I think Mark makes a decent point. Okay. I saw Tony Jones do a story on the footy record, and this is from Stephen Crow on Twitter. And the amount of times he appeared on screen must be a record. Was that Hutchie's payoff to get nine to do the story? Stephen, it wasn't, but it was very kind of Tony to do the story on the AFL record on the Friday night news. He did a great job of the story, and he had a, a great story, wasn't it? I saw or, it. Yes. Organic interest in the different ways it's delivered and some of the impact it's had on people's lives. And so I thought that was great. And, and the AFL record is 111 years old. We've had it for four or five years, so I hardly think it was about us. There's no one better, and I don't like pumping TJ up, because we normally try to bring him down on the show we're on, but um, there's no one better at those nostalgic pieces than TJ. No, he tells a wonderful nostalgic story. He's a great uh, storyteller, and we were privileged to be the subject of it this time. Simon Thompson, Twitter. Should AFL commentators have a better understanding of league rules? They seemed genuinely unaware of what would happen in the Brisbane Lights Out game. Surely the delay of game rules for weather, buddies, 1,000, etc., are all the same. I think that's unfair, Simon. Personally, it's a very complicated game at times. There's scenarios you can't possibly plan for. The out-of-bounds was similar, right? How could you mm. plan for that scenario? So, yeah. But buddies, yes. Yeah. But people did have an awareness of that, Simon. And I'm with Hutchie on this. I mean, uh, you've got an, a general awareness yeah. of rules. And I don't think too many got it wrong. I mean, they didn't know the specifics attached to that moment and that game at that venue at that point in time. But you don't well, until the, it happens. On the deliberate out-of-bounds in the Freo North game, and that wasn't the question, but it just reminds me. The rules need to be changed or amended to allow for that situation to happen again. It's an it's an ambiguity in the rules. Because so keep the ball live? Well, if the act of kicking the ball out deliberately happened in the field of play, then the penalty against that should be able to happen in the field of play. So in my mind, you can't say, oh, that was deliberate, but we didn't know until it went out and by that stage the siren had gone. Well, that's that's just a fallacy. If it had been a push in the back, mm. they'd have arrived at that decision regardless of how long it took or whether the, the umpire could see. So yep. I believe that if he didn't think it was out of bounds deliberately, that's fine. If you did think it was out of bounds, which it sounds like they did. Well, no, they said they didn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. They said they did. But when? When? It's irrelevant when. Yeah. Pay the free kick. The other one that annoys me is the someone gets tackled and then inadvertently they drop to their knees and fall forward and the person falls on their back and it's paid a push in the back. It's not a push in the back. The act of tackle is when the play stops. Hachi, we're doing questions on sounding board. We're not doing first crack. I've just decided to go into areas that I don't get to go into too often. So there you go. I like what you're saying. Couple to finish with. Yep. Uh, Ben Devine, Facebook. Why does the AFL restrict the clubs from helping players monetize their brand through their image? I asked in my local official team store if they had any T-shirts with a cult hero player on, but I was told they were only allowed to pick one player each year to put their image on in apparel. Sites like Redbubble fill that void easily, but I presume that neither the player nor the club are getting a slice of that transaction. For example, just try Googling Jack Ginevan T-shirt. It's tied up in the collective bargaining agreement. That's interesting. You're only allowed to use collective pictures of players unless you pay the player. The players themselves can do can have that happen and need to be paid appropriately. So that's the that's the delta. So I'll give you an example. On our website, we couldn't just run a picture of um, Petrarca. Petrarca promote, you know, the, download the SEN app and then have one shot of Petrarca. But I, could, I don't think you should. I don't think could, you should. But we could show Melbourne players. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think to Ben's point, it's a bit, his point's different to what you're raising there, isn't it? Well, I think it's in the same area. It's, it comes down to the use of individual IP. And not, not a lot of players are making the right type of money away from the game that they should either. I agree with that. Yep. Marketing, no, but I think, isn't that to Ben's point? Is the AFL restricting them access to that? Market? No, I don't think it is. I think just that it's... Is, is it the 
the, it's expensive. the mindset of the AFL player that doesn't ever want to put him or herself and, above. And then to, if you're if you're outside the bubble and you can use the multiple to promote, the AFL generally take the check right for the for the sponsorship and they use collective IP. Okay, I went through that. Anthony Leach, Twitter. Given the scale of the event and the exposure it provides for Melbourne, do you two think it's peculiar that Daniel Andrews never mentions, promotes, or attends the Australian Grand Prix? Uh, I hadn't thought of it, but now you mention it. I know he's been a very big factor behind the scenes. So It's a good point. I, yeah. I can't recall him ever pumping it up. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think it's his cup of tea. I think golf's more of his cup of tea. That's okay. Okay. Yep. You seem like you need to get out of here. I do. All right. In that case, we'll wrap it up. Question time for the sounding board for Drinkwise. Done. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the sounding board questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.